0: check okay. well, 24 hours a day seven days a week and now
1: if you're not completely satisfied a few words better than ever in your neighborhood everything pharmacy hey guys you're listening to rx radio and i am your host dr richard waif and this is a podcast about everything pharmacy on today's episode you're going to hear us live at APHA's Region 3's MRM in Charleston, South Carolina. The conference was amazing and I got to sit down with a a bunch of really awesome motivated student pharmacists who were really passionate about pharmacy. Also with me at the conference was Dr. Mike Corvino, founder and owner of Core Consult Rx. Make sure to check him out on YouTube. He has an awesome vlog on there. Check him out on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. He is really killing it right now. He's providing a way for uh, both student pharmacists, pharmacists, and all healthcare providers alike to really stay up to date to keep their clinical skills sharp. So without further ado, let's get into it. All right. So I am uh, here at MRM. Uh, We're really excited. We got our first guest on. Uh, We really appreciate you joining. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit of uh, international pharmacy here, which I got really lucky to meet you. And uh, so start by telling us a little bit about yourself.
2: Hey, my name is David Perez. I'm from Nova South University. I'm currently in P3, it's my third year of pharmacy. And last summer, I had the opportunity to actually participate in a study abroad in Slovakia and Italy. It was an amazing experience. Just to be able to see how different we are, it's an amazing experience.
1: Yeah. So what uh, did you have a favorite, or was there one that really stuck out to you as being really different? or?
2: Yes, especially when it comes to how fast can you feel like a narcotic, like c C2 is like in Slovakia specifically, like if you have a pain medication, they have to be filled within the forty eight hours. Oh my which god. Which makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in here you can have a prescription for a year. Yeah. Not even six months, but for a full year. So but if you haven't pain, you should be able to get it within the forty eight hours. Like they
1: put that as priority on yeah. uh, filling.
2: Yeah, even yeah. the prescription, if you don't fill it out in forty eight hours, it's not valid.
1: Oh it expires. Yeah, expires. Wow, that's so, pretty that's amazing actually. That's I think that's a really cool uh
2: yeah, that's have, a really
1: cool rule to have. Yeah.
2: And for antibiotics, it's one day. Um, for regular prescription, it's seven days. Yeah. They, and they don't have refills. So basically, that's something that I didn't like it that much. Yeah, yeah. Because you have to go to a doctor every month. Yeah. But at the same time, it's good because you keep updated with your doctor. Yeah. So your that's doctor true. can see you every month. Yeah. I like here, it's only once a year. So less. it has
1: its like pros and cons. Yeah. Man, that is really interesting, man. It I, is. I think, uh, like, because you know, sometimes now people go to their doctor and they'll get, the doctor would just give them six prescriptions, like predated basically. Yeah. But, you know and then they could fill them all like you know whenever and you know it's it's a pretty crazy difference you know that can that can it's, it's pretty crazy that how different that is compared is. to here so like that's
2: why i get impact the most because for me it was especially for playing yeah. like if you are paying right now I mean, how are you gonna fill a prescription in seven days? Yeah, definitely. Like, you be, have to be able to fill it out immediately if you are in pain. Yeah, and wow. I think that, that would be like a really good resource yeah. for us and for like pharmacy field yeah. to reduce like drug abuse.
1: Yeah. And uh, how how would you say their 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 the culture was around taking medications? What do you know if it was something that you know people were like shy about or? You
2: no, know, it's completely different. They are actually really outspoken when it comes to express what they feel. But the main, like I would say, the main factor that they do is that they try to get away from medications. And yeah. they do more hairball products. Okay. Like all traditional medication. Acupuncture is a big major thing that they do. Okay. They t- for pain, especially. Yeah. They try to get away from medication. But they said it. They try, like, especially, um, remember, because they don't have a pharmacy program. Yeah. They have, like, they call it, like, a master um, pharmacy. Okay. Which is pretty much like us, but they don't have the clinic base. But then, all that they're doing there is pharmacognosy, primac- 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 yeah. which is verbal pretty okay. much. And it's, they try to get away from that. Yeah. they like, if you only use pills, if you actually need it. Yeah. Which is something good.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think deprescribing, prescribing uh, you know, is a term that's been starting to get thrown around a lot. Uh, I think especially in America here, where we're, where I think there's going to be a movement where we're really going to try to figure out how to get you off of medications, uh, you know, and, and essentially deprescribe. prescribe so I think that's something we can probably learn from, you know, some of these other countries that, you know, maybe we should start moving towards figuring out how to get you off medications and use alternative therapies and stuff like that. No,
2: you are 100% correct. And actually, since I came back, everything I got to work. I try to explain to patients, hey, if you're going to take medication, maybe like special for diabetes, and you had like a, three medications, you mm-hmm. try to do some lifestyle modifications. Yeah. And I have a patient that have been improving a lot because of my like my advice that I gave it to him yeah, yeah, and that's something that actually fulfilled me is that I'm able to apply what I learned in another country like completely different from what I learned in the school and I said that it's amazing yeah. and I mean we actually can as a pharmacy we should be able to prevent mm-hmm. and to give you information to the patient to take less medication and yeah. I think that's really good
1: yeah yeah I mean it's definitely what you know hopefully we can establish our real true value in healthcare and, um, and being that role that you just described so that's awesome um any thoughts on how you know what's your experience like here at the uh, at the expo? Uh, what are your thoughts on on the on the event that of MRM?
2: It's amazing. This is actually my second MRM. Cool. And I love it. Last year I couldn't go to national for personal reasons. Yeah. Um, like definitely looking forward for this action. Yeah. But in this one, I like, are I we talking about legacy? And I was thinking to myself, what I want to be my legacy to be. Um, up to today, I don't think I actually think that before. Yeah. But then I said, I want to be a good pharmacist. Not because I'm fast, not because I can do numbers, because I actually care about my patients. Yeah, so my, I want my legacy to be someone that truly cares for patients. Yeah. And I think I'm in the right place, and MRM will actually help me to be, become a better pharmacist in the future.
1: Yeah, well, that sounds amazing, and, and I wish you the best of luck. And you know, you've definitely got a uh, supported from me. So if there's anything else I can do for you, thank you um, and helping, that. you know, you and your career, um please definitely reach out to me, man. It was a pleasure. No, it was I pleasure really to meet it. Okay, I really you. like this. Thank you. All right, so we got another guest here at our table at MRM 2017. Uh we're gonna get a little bit of insight on what it's like being a student, um, specifically APHA elect, and, and some feedback on, on what's going on in the conference So tell us a little bit about yourself.
3: Yes, hello. My name is Sean, and I'm from the University of Florida Orlando campus. And uh, you know, going into pharmacy, I knew I wanted to you know make an impact and help people. And so finding that way in there is uh, you know channeling that through medicine mm-hmm. because I know medicine. Um, you know, that's the bottom line that all people can kind of relate to yeah. and see you know where the improvements can be made in that. Yeah. Um, and so that's where I really wanted to ded- dedicate myself to yeah. and really improving that. For the betterment of the community and the yeah. people, so uh, I strive to really kind of, you know, immerse myself in everything there to learn as much as I can to help those future patients that I ultimately could help be responsible yeah. for. So, uh, so it so, sounds
1: like you know this big the big thing about this uh, about this conference is like legacy. It definitely sounds like that's what your legacy you're hoping
3: that to be. Yes, I mean my legacy uh, may be hard for some people to know, but I know it's the unknown. Yeah. And so what I mean by that is. You know, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow or next year, but, you know, all we know is what's going on today. Yeah. And so if I can do as much as I can today, it's going to help me propel into the next day. Yeah. And if I do as much as the next day, then I can uh, go into day on and day on. Yeah. And so what I'm doing now is helping uh, by, you know, getting involved, getting into this and learning as much as I can, immersing myself in the experience, really kind of helping that unknown patient that I'll have to face in the, you know, tomorrow, the next year or, you know, 10 years down the road. So... Immersing myself in this, helping the unknown, yeah. is really that legacy I want to leave. Yeah.
1: So, tell us a little bit about um, what it's like being APHA elect. I mean, there's you know probably people that either you know, would want to be that at some point, or is one now. Um, what's that like? Like, what's your day to day? How's it going? What are you What are you learning?
3: So, being APHA president elect of my local chapter is a really a, a pleasure for me. Mm-hmm. It's um you know it gives me something to really look forward to every day and really enjoy you know what I'm doing. And so what. I always try to do is really try to strive to be better, Mm -hmm. um, really try to see what we're doing here and to, you know, go above and beyond that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Last year at the annual meeting, we were named, uh, University of Florida's named the chapter of the year. Nice. And so that was a huge, uh, a huge moment for us, you know, and really kind of accomplishing our goals and really kind of achieving, you know, the best possible there is. And so we're trying to take that. and um, As president-elect, I'm looking towards the future of, you know, taking that and building upon that to really kind of. Um, you know, expand our roles and what we're doing and see where the improvements that can be made. Because there's certainly improvements that can be made. But, you know, by going off the success and really using that as a fuel to propel us into the future to really see, you know, what we can do better Mm -hmm. and how can we further expand on that. Because we don't want to stop. So I really try to connect with, you know, my fellow officers and my fellow members Mm -hmm. to really see, you know, what they're passionate about. Mm Because I believe the passion is what's going to drive them to continually make these improvements, yeah, um, to excel and push us back beyond our own boundaries that yeah, we set for yeah, ourselves definitely. today, to get, you know, move past those and on to tomorrow to really yeah. better ourselves and ultimately better the patients and the community out yeah, there yeah. for pharmacy.
1: So uh, what are your thoughts on the uh, on the actual um, event here? How, how are you liking it so far?
3: I'm loving the event here. You know, being in South Carolina is beautiful, um, especially in the fall time here. And uh, the, the event's really well organized. I mean, seeing all these different, um, you know seminars and uh, networking opportunities it's really great getting to meet people from across the southeast yeah. region and so uh, I'm really loving the experiences I'm making the connections I'm making here and really just the impact that you know these uh, lessons that are being taught is having on me as a student pharmacist yeah and um, and that can ultimately I can use to bring back to my local chapter to help spread that word yeah. and to help you know better those around who weren't able yeah. to be here today but the event is a uh, you know, it's it's an enjoyable experience. It's yeah. uh, really kind of inspiring me to kind of bring this back home, yeah, and uh, share what's going on yeah. to the rest of my members. I'm
1: I'm really uh I'm really impressed by the theming. I, I really like what they're doing with the you know build your legacy thing because it forces two things. It forces you to think on a big macro level, you know, about like what you really want for yourself and for the profession. But then it also allows you to use that in every in your day to day, you know. And, and I think that's uh right. that's a really cool thing that that they were able to, to hit home
3: with. Of course I mean it's a it's general enough to really kind of um, push towards the future and see what you want to do with it but it's very relatable where you can take that in internally on an individual level yeah and um, to me it really kind of made me think you know it really made me examine myself and see Mm -hmm. you know what is it that I want to leave behind Uh, what is it that I want to help contribute towards for the overall goal so it's definitely a great theme I think um, beginning your legacy and really finding out who you are and what you want to do um, and how how best you want to achieve that yeah. in the world. So, yeah.
1: Well, Sean, thank you so much for being on here. I know you got a lot of busy work to do and take care of while you're here. Um, but again, thank you so much for being on the show. Really appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it. That was good. Alrighty, so we got another wonderful student here uh, to talk on the show to talk to us about what pharmacy is like as a student, what she hopes to see what pharmacy would be like in the future, and we're going to talk a little bit about what her experience is like here. So Hi. tell us a little bit about yourself.
4: Hi, my name is Amanda Otero. I am a student at Mercer University School of Pharmacy, which is in Atlanta. ATL, yeah. hello. <laughs> um, I was originally born in Palm Beach, Florida. Oh, South so, Florida. Yeah. All right. There you um, go. And then I end up in Atlanta because I loved the vibe and the culture and the way, I guess, specifically with pharmacy that people, there's a lot going on right now about rural and underserved areas. Yes. And people tend to think of that as like back country or places where the houses are miles apart. But what it can also be is... Like um, lower income areas of Atlanta, where there's just too many people in one place, yes. and it's getting neglected because it doesn't fit that stereotypical rural yeah. look. Yeah,
1: I yeah. Know, it's crazy so. you mentioned that. But um, I, so I'm from Miami, Florida. I work on the beach um, in Miami, and you know we have a huge you know uh, population of people that are underserved, homeless. I have people that literally, I my my the view of my pharmacy is open to the street, mm-hmm. so I literally every day see like people that are homeless every day there and you know every couple days they they also just will come in with a prescription and then just go right back out being right there so um, we definitely have a problem like that in Miami too where you know uh, you know we're trying to serve that community but um, what's uh what's it been like here well, how are you liking the uh, how are you liking the the event of, of MRM
4: I love it this is actually my first MRM cool. uh, I'm a second year student so I went to the annual conference last year which nice. is massive yeah but the mid-year region is really cool it's interesting to see a combination of student pharmacists yeah. in such a way which is different because the annual conference is just well not just but much more yes. practicing pharmacists. yeah um so to feel the power and numbers that we have just as upcoming pharmacists yeah all of this looking towards the future yeah. is really inspiring in and yeah. a, in a unique way i think yeah
1: and the cool thing about here too is that like a lot of what you see here are people that, for you know, are pretty passionate about yeah, it. You know, like definitely. the people that didn't come, you know, whether they're in pharmacy or whatever, well, they, they just couldn't make it. That's a different story. Um, maybe they really wanted to. But, you know, the people that are here are, you know, really in the same boat as you, obviously, in pharmacy school, but really wanting to advocate for their own legacy of what mm-hmm. they want to do, but also what they want the profession to be like. So,
4: And I think the people that are here have just such a specific image of what pharmacy can be. Yeah. They're really people that are looking to develop that future. Yes. And so I, I know all of my best ideas are based on something that someone else thought of first, yeah. and then you kind of work together to yeah, turn definitely. it into something yeah. great. So a lot of that happens here. Which is yeah, really
1: well, fun. no, I mean, th- those you need both because you need the people that can create like the the vision, and then you need people that's going to be able to execute. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and some people have strengths and weaknesses. Some people can amazingly envision something, but would have no idea how to make that work. Right. You know, so that works awesomely. You know, you just gotta, you just gotta, you know, partner up or, or be a part of an organization where you own what your strengths are and what you know you can do and how you can contribute, and then make someone else's idea like seem like yours almost. You know. <laughs> um, let's see. What about uh, what? What do you think the future is going to? So uh, Amazon right? They're going to be a huge player right. probably in the future. They just bought, um, you know, Whole Foods. They're they're getting into the drug supply chain. And I think that the future is going to be changing. And, you know, we just Definitely. talked about, you know, making the future. What have you heard or what have you seen or what do you think is going to happen?
4: Yeah, I am. Oh, there's so many conflicted feelings about yeah. the future. You want it to be, you know, this wonderful utopian place where everybody gets care. Yeah. Um, but I think, what I, what I hope for the future is that we start to find some balance. Yeah. I think that's important, and I think it's something we're really lacking yeah. um, because we have pharmacists who are so heavily pushing for provider status who know that we can make a change. And as we're achieving this, you have companies like Amazon who yeah. I imagine have all well-intent, but also some of their methods seek to remove some of the more human interaction from pharmacy. Yeah. And so I think that finding a more a place, like a Venn diagram, yeah. that nice down the middle where yeah. all of this gets to be part of it, um, and really the patients are front and center, yeah. not so much the here's, money. Or
1: here's what I'm hoping for. I definitely think that Amazon is going to be doing it for, uh, you know, obviously purposes of having a sustainable business, which obviously they already have one, but <laughs> they're going to be able to make it better. Yeah. But I also think that they're innovating as always because as as a society we always have to innovate. Definitely. And they're just leading that, but. I, also, I think actually, you know, we talk about removing the human element of, of patient care. Amazon is really going to force the heavy need for pharmacists to have a vital role in that patient interaction because eventually one day, like you might not have to go to the pharmacy anymore, but you're still going to need all that care that you're missing out on. So I think we're just going to have to establish ourselves as, you know, we're here. This is what we do. This is how we can help give you value, help you save a visit to the emergency room next year or help you better manage your medications help you t- take care of that side effect whatever um and i just think we have to establish ourselves as hey yeah i get it like the community pharmacy might disappear one day if amazon really does what it like could do right but we need to understand that and build to the future of we still need to make sure that our role is still as, right. like more important than ever yeah. you know in that future so it's exciting i'm, I'm excited it about it
4: I'm- yeah, I'm excited just to see what the role of the pharmacist develops into. Yeah, in the sense of if the community pharmacy disappears and it does become, in terms of the prescriptions themselves, more mail order oriented, yeah, how yeah. we can still end up playing a role in the community.
1: Definitely, definitely. Do you do you have any questions for me? Because I, like, I mean, we can talk, we can do this here. I can edit <laughs> this all out. But you know, if you want, you we can talk here. You have questions, that you know um, for sure you want to ask, or um, yeah, I'm just
4: yeah, I'm curious how you started. Like, where did the idea for a podcast come? Because my background is actually in um, film and graphic design.
1: What? (laughs) I wish I had that background. (laughs) You have no idea how much work this is Yeah, I I was living in New
4: York and doing that. And I was super poor because it's New York. So my dad is a pharmacist. I said, hey, nepotism, I'm getting the certification and I'm going to come work for you for the summer. Um, And I actually fell in love with it. And so I went to pharmacy school. But things like this, adding... creativity and media and yeah. outreach of this kind is one of my personal goals for pharmacy because Perfect. it does attract such a, a logic and science yeah. oriented crowd
5: yes um
4: and i think that moving to the future that creative element is so important for getting our message out yeah. in a way that's understandable to the public so i'm curious like how you got so started where i
1: this all- i i was I know that voice is, is really going to be a major factor in like in our society in the coming years. Um, you know, there's already an increase in in, uh, in people listening to podcasts, Alexa voice, Siri, like all those things are happening. And I recently started listening to podcasts as well. And I, I wanted to I was like searching for pharmacy podcasts, things like that. And what I wanted, what I was curious about, what I wanted to learn about, wasn't really currently available. Um, and even if it even if I did see it, I might not have seen them. So I'm from Miami. I have a certain style and a certain things I want things, way I want things to be, and so mine has a little bit of flavor of Miami, a little hip hop, jazz, like things like that. And I wanted to be able to just build a platform where I can find out what pharmacy is like in different industries um, here in America. But I'm also super curious as to what pharmacy is like in other countries. So I, I hope the podcast is going to have you know pharmacists from other um, countries that that have pharmacists and, and uh, pharmacists practicing at a high level and providing patient care and seeing what those differences are. Um, because before this, I only had knowledge of what pharmacy was like in Florida. Right. You know, M- mind you, what it was like in England. So I just wanted to be able to create something that I can legitimately like, hey, say, hey, can we get on a phone call so I can, you know, get this information out there? I think they so. do
4: everything on the left side of the pharmacy. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> I think that's the major <laughs> that's difference. Funny.
1: So our is on the left? Yeah. <laughs> that's super funny. <laughs> yeah. But, um, and, you know, I just... Uh, I, I I wish I had that background that you do because I had to I had to do a bunch of learning and YouTubing <laughs> to figure out what audio like is and like how to like make things not like like have feedback and things like it was weird but um, it was for me it was like calculus all over again I was like what the hell is going on here um, but uh, I just and and I found too that everything is available online yeah. um, where I don't have to go to school I don't really need to learn go to like art school to learn how to you know yeah. do a podcast things like that and. I also think my personality kind of fit too, whereas like I can talk to people and I like to talk to people and um, uh, and it just could sound okay and people won't like hate it. So I was <laughs> like, oh, let's just do this. This sounds good. So awesome.
4: that's it's how this is. incredible. This. I think it's a really interesting thing. I think yeah. new forms of media are so important.
1: Yeah, well, I, I appreciate you taking the time to be on this with me. Thanks
4: for having me. We
1: No problem at all. <laughs> all right, so we have another student here on the show. And uh, we're really excited to have you on. Appreciate you taking the time, uh, you know, to, to be a part of this. So just like to start by you telling us a little bit about yourself.
5: Well, my name is Frederick Starling. I'm originally from West Palm Beach. I currently go to school at USF down in Tampa. Nice. And so just kind of show up to MRM just to see what it had to offer and really understand what it means to have a student-run yeah. conference and really be able to kind of see what the world of pharmacy
1: has beyond what you get exposed to in school. Yeah, that's really cool. How, how's that, like... In terms of what your expectation was and what you thought you were gonna get out of it, how has that kind of met with, with what, what the reality was?
5: Uh, for the most part, I had a pretty high expectation. Uh, my whole reason behind pharmacy is being able to actually advocate and really be able to have a voice um, for what we're doing, because that's the only way we can actually make progress. Yeah. And so, from looking around and being at the different leadership sessions and things that we have, I think it met the expectations. So yeah. Far.
1: Good, man. So. That's good to hear. That's, that's exciting. Do you have any feedback for like the people that are organizing this in terms of like what you really liked about specifically, or what you think could have been better, or because we're really trying to help make these, you know, better for um, for the next one and, and the ones to come, and help the leaders learn. Um, either what they did really well or what there might have been some opportunities. Anything that you, any advice or anything that you have for them? Or um, I think the one thing that I we'll would just have to say is definitely to push. I
5: um, mean, maybe a little uh, out of our comfort zone to kind of go and kind of push people toward advocating and actually being a voice. But the only way that we can actually succeed in this area and actually have people who may not know anything about pharmacy actually come up and be a part is by actually just making ourselves known. Yeah. So kind of making advocacy... I mean, advocacy for APHA is definitely a big thing, but definitely getting on the student level, um, even from the first get-go, as people get uh, get into pharmacy school, kind of let them know this is what we do and this is how we are. Because I know from my first experience is that you're limited to what you know. And MRM kind of opens it up where you can see the different areas. So just kind of expanding on that and even including these different areas of pharmacy, whether it's community, hospital, specialty. And actually having them being a part of MRM so people don't really just come in just to interact and connect with students but also yeah. to maybe find something that may be their niche in the future yeah
1: that's really cool I mean it definitely sounds like you're gonna be one of those voices that <laughs> I'm gonna be looking forward to hearing about and uh, and another thing I'm gonna be looking for you are a very fashionable man I like that I mean Thanks. I think I, I like to say I'm a, I'm a well-dressed man as well but it's good to find another one here man you're, you're really killing it out here with, with what you're wearing man um, you know, that's one thing I wish that, you know, a pharmacist that we can really step our game up with, like, you know, what we, like, think about what you're going to put on, man. You know, yeah, like, we got to do yeah. that. You and know, that's one, but uh, that's one
5: thing that um, our dean kind of, I mean, it's something I kind of already knew, but our dean definitely aspires us in our college of pharmacy to uh, have a higher expectation for how we dress and actually nice. present ourselves. As a professional, as if we're already in training. And plus, it makes it easier for the wardrobe after you graduate. So yeah. So then you'll have to go and buy a bunch of clothing. You yeah. already have something kind of set in stone. That's awesome. Because the best thing about um, your your fashion is that it it gives everyone an expectation and impression of you before you even start speaking to them. Yeah. And so if they see that you're well put together, that you're yeah. well-groomed and stuff, they'll have uh, a lot easier time communicating with you as a professional. Yeah rather than what they already speculate about the professional already.
1: I am so, so glad you're on here right now, man. We need, every pharmacist <laughs> needed to hear that, man. Thank you so much for be, for 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 telling us about that. Um, what about, let's talk a little bit about um, you know, what the future of pharmacy that as a student that you think it's gonna be like. Well can you can you tell us what your views are and what you think the future of pharmacy is going to be like being yeah. a
5: student now? Yeah, so for for me personally, I always like the get in get my hands kind of dirty kind of um, aspect of the profession Um, a lot of my exposure has just been in retail and I just think that the future of pharmacy there's a lot more that we haven't dug into Uh, I mean pharmacy can has a role in every aspect of our lives whether it's healthcare, whether it's social work whether it's public health uh, whether it's uh, interdisciplinary or whether it's professional development pharmacy allows you to expand your horizons on every single one of those playing fields. And I think um, switching from the quantity-related outcomes to quality is going to be a big step because now it forces mm-hmm. both student uh, student pharmacists and pharmacists to actually step their game up yeah. and to perform at the top of their license. So it's not this monotonous, oh, I'm just here from 9 to 5. It's like, no, let's actually push you to your limit and actually see how confident you are in your ability to work out in the community because you're you're dealing with people's lives. Yes, definitely. And and we shouldn't take that for granted, just pushing pills or just doing our normal 9 to 5. It shouldn't be limited to that. Yeah, definitely. And once we start being in that mindset, we start to limit our own capabilities. And for those who are looking to us um, in the profession, we're limiting them as well yeah. we have to we have to keep setting the foundation and keep setting the standard higher so that people they don't they know what they're getting into yeah. but they also uh know the opportunity and the advancement and the ability to do so much more than what they ex- could ever expect in yeah. the future versus 20 30 40 even 50 years ago yeah
1: yeah man that's man well said man is you you are really gonna i'm gonna keep an eye on man I'm gonna be watching, bro. I like to consider myself a visionary. <laughs> That's what's up, man. That's what I like to see. Um, so again, thank you so much for taking the time to be on here. Yeah, I hope for we can connect and uh, you know maybe have you on a show one day. From uh, I'm in Miami, but I can take call-ins and things like that. So hopefully we'll be able to connect, man. Thank you. Yeah, very thanks much. for having me. on. Really appreciate it. All right, so we're here with another student from uh, Mercer, I believe. Yes, um, yes and uh, really excited to have you on. Thank you so much. You have a busy packed day. So, I yeah. appreciate you, you know, fitting this into the schedule. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself.
6: Sure. My name's Charlie. I'm a P2 at Mercer University. Um, can tell you kind of why I got into pharmacy. Yeah, please. And why yeah, I definitely. Came to okay, so my little Twitter pitch. Yes. um, I actually got diagnosed. Wait, sorry.
1: Is that what they call it? A Twitter pitch now? It's
6: no longer an elevator pitch. Oh, my
1: God. That it's is a news Twitter to me. It's a Twitter pitch.
6: Yes. Oh, man.
1: That's crazy. <laughs> I know.
6: We learned about it this morning. That's all.
1: I'm going to start using that now. Okay. It,
6: it won't be 180 characters, yeah. though, because <laughs> okay. I just learned about it this morning.
1: <laughs> That's funny.
6: Um, but I got diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, oh. actually, when I was 27. Oh. and got into some clinical trials. They didn't actually work out, but my younger brother was actually in pharmacy school, and I knew that I wanted to get more involved in the research (laughs) of uh, this is how drugs are developed and what kind of role can I have in that, and pharmacy was one of the things that I could do, so... I actually have my degree in English, Mm -hmm. Um, so when I decided to go back, like, even though I'm a P2, this is, like, my fourth year of school, because I had to start with, like, calculus and general chemistry and biology 1107, Wow! so it's been a journey, but it's it's really rewarding.
1: Yeah, no, it definitely is. And how have you been uh, liking the, the conference so far?
6: It's awesome. Uh, so I learned about a Twitter pitch. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm learning how, like, I think I'm going to go to the standing committee uh, meeting that they're having in the morning and probably do something like apply to a position on the mm-hmm. standing commission uh, committee and get more involved in pharmacy. Yeah, I think I'm very interested in policy and the advancement of our profession that's awesome the new ways that we're branching out like this podcast is so so interesting
1: well that's so awesome I mean I'm glad that you know there's another person like obviously there's another human being that is really really passionate about getting this out there and and advocating for the profession and utilizing maybe you know not so common ways to do that so um which are you on twitter
6: I actually I'm not, but I'm gonna be on Twitter. Uh, no, I am on Twitter. I'm not on Instagram. I'm sorry. I was just talking no, to Mike no. about I'm not on Instagram, but I'm gonna get on Instagram and follow you. You got
1: you got to do it. I mean, because <clears throat> there's so many people on there, right? Right. You know, whether they're on there just for personal reasons or or, or whatever it may be, right. there's Millions of people using these platforms, and it's just a, a scalable way that you can you know provide for advancing the profession and and being that voice and being the the face of that or on Twitter you don't have to be the face of it you can just do words Um, there's also something called medium.com which is a blogging site Um, it's very new but it's a blogging social media platform where it's like think about if like blogger.com or like wordpress had a baby with Twitter they made Medium.com basically. Medium.com. So, yeah, okay. It's a, it's a way to. I'll, I'll, you'll see it because I ha, we have it on there, so okay. Yeah, so you'll, just you'll go see to it, yeah. your
6: site and we'll see it all. It's a
1: good way to get like your opinion. You, it's it's written. It's all written. Okay. Um, it's just you you write. You know whether it's an opinion about about what you think or or a response to an event or or something going on in healthcare. It's just a way to get the word out there. Um, to other professionals and and to other um, people that are also trying to advocate the same thing or even to people that are not advocating you know right. because they don't like it or whatever that case may be um, or they're not but,
6: informed on it or they're not
1: informed on it good exactly but it, it's just about trying to see that uh, not it, it there's other ways to do it instead of just doing it at conferences and things like that or at school right. because with social media you could do it at scale you can you can you can advocate to someone that's living in Washington State. You know that I've never met you, or you might never see at a conference. Right. You can find them on social, or help them, at, or help them like see that you're also advocating and just build that camaraderie somehow. So that's it's,
6: so big. Thank yeah. you for sharing that no, because no that's why. So I'm very interested in clinical, and obviously I'm biased towards type one diabetes, yeah, and yeah. everything that's out there is type two, type two, type two. I feel like, and people are so misinformed about type one diabetes. Yeah. When I tell them. Even um, some faculty that I know, when I tell them I was diagnosed at age 27, it's, yeah. oh, are you sure that's not type 2? Yeah, yeah. like, no, it's late, late onset, onset yeah, type yeah, 1, yeah. and I have the antibodies. Yeah. Um, so just getting that <laughs> message out there. We mm-hmm. organized a walk, actually, with JDRF, um, the one walk. Uh, the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation, yeah, yeah. and just to raise awareness, mm-hmm. and like they're busting like the top seven myths that people know about, yeah. uh, think they know about type one diabetes. So yeah, yeah. they just.
1: I, I actually, I actually learned about that in, when I was on rotations, actually, because I had someone that presented. There were 33. Right. And I was like, and, and I remember, I, they, my preceptor made me research it because okay. they're like, yeah, that's a thing, late onset, and I was like, what? And I had never known, and I, I only knew because I was out in practice. They don't really, they don't really teach it, Right. you know. And and but that's, that's really cool that, that you're I'm gonna trying be, to bring yeah. To our
6: campus. that yeah. I'm I'm working to um so have a oh contact at Novo. I just okay? had a brilliant
1: idea for you, but no, go uh, ahead. Go okay.
6: Ahead, go. Well, sh- share, well, share. Well, no, because
1: <laughs> the cool thing about social media and 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 its scalability, you're in control,
7: right?
6: Right.
1: You don't need to like ask someone, hey, can I go and. You know show you this or can i teach this to your students you can you can create your own social media page solely dedicated to teaching people about yeah, type two i mean sorry type one late onset type one right <clears throat> and that's when, when people think of you make a name for it or whatever whether it's your name or you'd call it something and anytime people think about that it would be from you okay <clears throat> you'd pair up with a gentleman like this guy he has 2,500 followers only on instagram right where a lot of people here follow his stuff You say, hey, Mike, can you uh, post this really quick? Yeah, sure. He's already
6: offered to do something like that.
1: So I have, you know, a couple thousand followers on a bunch of other platforms that, you know, we can, like, you're totally in control of that. And you can start little by little getting it out there. And then hopefully one day (coughs) Mercer says, hey, we saw you were a student here. Can you come and teach this lecture on whatever?
6: That's what I'm hoping to get done, like, from other people now. I mean, that's... Just a totally different way to look yeah. at it. Is starting to plant the seed exactly. myself, and then being the person, yeah. like envisioning being yeah. the person. Because you back.
1: you establish that credibility of one yourself as a healthcare professional. You right. build a brand of yourself, um, so your people won't even have to ask you, "Hey, are you passionate about this?" Yeah. You'd be like, uh, have you just seen <laughs> that? what I do? Like, you know, you don't have to, you, you, you'll you take away the need to explain yourself. Right. You wouldn't have to sit here and talk to me about this because I'm right. be like, yeah, I just saw, I just read your Medium article on how crazy this is and da-da-da. So if you go that way, you're totally in control.
6: Okay. You build that
1: credibility that way and then you opportunities start opening up.
6: I'm so happy right yeah, now. Yeah, no, no Thinking, problem. Like, obviously, this is, a, like, we're recording a podcast yes, right exactly now, but right. I want to, like, keep, keep – Touch with you and like yeah, follow definitely. We'll up definitely and connect.
1: like. I know you and,
6: can help, like me, plant the seed and yeah. water it and watch yeah. it grow because yeah. you clearly know all about how to do this stuff. Yeah.
1: So um, you know we I definitely we're definitely gonna connect 100%. Okay. Um, I, I you you're gonna get my information, all that stuff. We're gonna figure out how to best start and get you going and be consistent with it, okay. and it'll be awesome. It'll be really okay. cool. I, I think it's it'll be, so and especially much. you know you're gonna you're you immediately have two resources right I'm um, so that's going to be able to right get now. you going with this and I'm really excited to help you do that because you know being being that y- your story is 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 it is the thing
7: right
6: I
1: think it's going to be so much better and cooler to get that out there that way so Thank that'll be really you. cool
6: like I know our conversation just took a spin, awesome. like well not a tell like took an upward yeah, yeah. Spiral, <laughs> yes. spiral we called uh what do they call those the drafts the warm pockets of air do you know what I'm <laughs>
1: I am not a climate person, like so I have no idea. It's called something. <laughs>
6: we'll Anyways, look it up. We'll look it up. Do okay. you have questions, like, about school that you wanted to ask me or no, talk I mean, about I, anything else? No, I mean,
1: I would probably just, what's your feedback on the conference here?
6: Wow, I met you guys. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, other than that amazing <laughs> moment that we just had, like, what, what, what about the conference, though? Like, what, what feedback do you have for the people that organized it? Um, you know, what, what, what can they do better, or what did you enjoy, or...?
6: Sure. Um, So I think the leadership talk this morning was really great. I've been able – the biggest thing that I get from these meetings that I think they're just so amazing is getting to to meet – people like you all, one, and also other students and other chapters and get to talk to them about, like, oh, this is what we're doing here. Oh, we're doing something kind of similar, but we're also getting this drug uh, donated from uh, the manufacturer of Naloxone. Have you thought about that? And, like really getting ideas that we can take back to our student chapters yeah. and help plant there and grow. So yeah. I think that that's great that they, and they do a really good job um, of connecting and making mm-hmm. sure that you sit with other people and yeah. talk to them and fostering those friendships. Yeah. So cool. I, I think it's incredible.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Well, I I do hope that they're listening and we'll see how important that is and and continue to to foster that. So thank you so much for for joining me here and being on. I'm excited for the future of what you're going to do.
6: Thank you so much for
1: having me. No problem. All right. We are starting to get wrapped up here. People are starting to go into their main uh, rooms for other events on the calendar, but we got one more student here uh, to talk about pharmacy. So first by first start by just telling us a little bit about yourself.
7: Yeah, thanks for having me. My name is Athena Colon, and I am a second-year student at the uh, University of Florida College of Pharmacy in Orlando. Nice. I am also the policy vice president for our APHA ASP chapter. Yes. And being here at MRM, I I just love this environment, and I'm excited to be here with you.
2: Nice, nice. Well,
1: you sound like you're doing big things. I'm excited (laughs) to see what that's going to, you know, bloom into. Um, What are are your thoughts on the... uh, what are your thoughts on what's going on with pharmacy now in terms of you know policy? Let, let, let's get let's start with that.
7: I feel like we're at a really crucial point and a very important crossroad right now in our profession, and so uh, what's really important to us right now are collaborative practice agreements as well as provider status, mm-hmm. and so having something that's nationally recognized as far as allowing pharmacists to be able to initiate change or stop medications is something that I feel that student pharmacists are learning in our curriculum now. We're definitely getting a lot of that clinical based knowledge where um, we know how to interpret certain um, tests and and we know what medication interactions to look out for. And if something isn't working for a patient, obviously we need to be the ones that are able to give a, a suggestion for an alternative. So I think it's very important for us to continue to support uh, that movement, Mm -hmm. um, to work together with the medical field and and have that agreement between us to to allow them some free time to really focus on diagnosing and allow us to to step in and and really practice what what we're learning, which is being the the drug experts and and really taking care of the patients on on that end. So I think it's the win-win.
1: Yeah, and what's crazy though about that is the what I think the future of pharmacy is going to be like, especially in the community setting. Um, there's going to be a lot less pharmacist involvement in dispensing, um, and we're going to be moving a lot more towards, you know, providing care clinically. And a lot of that, and our ability to do that, a lot of it is going to come from changes in policy. So, you know, it's it, what you're doing, and, and the importance of what you're doing is really a pri- should be a priority on every pharmacist's mind because that's going to allow us to be have a part and have a place in healthcare with like let's say the big, you know, players like Amazon coming in and, and doing what they're possibly gonna to do to the community, um, in terms of, you know, decreasing the need for the community pharmacists in terms of dispensing. But the need for providing care clinically, whether it's in collaboration with other physicians or healthcare providers, it's gonna be at the utmost importance to, you know, be able to do that legally. Um, and being right. able to, you know, be reimbursed for it properly and things like that, so.
7: Right, I completely agree, and this is something that the field of pharmacy is evolving, it's yeah. changing, and as you mentioned, we're not just the dispensers that maybe a lot of people have grown up to to really think of us as, yeah. and so this is a way for us to create another niche where where we really fit in, and as well as practice our, our skills that, that we have, put put all of that knowledge to full use. Yeah. yeah. And um that's definitely something that is in, increasingly important. It's yeah. it's super important for student pharmacists to get involved because this is our future. Yeah. Um, especially in the state of Florida, for example, where we have our legislative days and and we show up to the Capitol in Tallahassee and and we have a presence and Mm -hmm. and we let our legislators know we're 30,000 strong in the state of Florida Mm -hmm. and we vote and Mm -hmm. we're your constituents and this is something that we're passionate about and, and we really want you to see the importance of. Um, and I think the the main aspect is just just the education just mm-hmm. talking to people about what we do and, and the things that that we're trained to do and to interpret and, and to really know about mm-hmm. the different disease states the chronic disease states that so so many Americans face on a daily basis and and we can be those those experts in those fields to really help with managing those chronic disease states mm-hmm. to help our population um, make sure that they're getting the best outcomes uh, It's definitely something that uh, I've feel that we can do and is going to be our futures as as far as where our field is evolving to
1: what about um what can what can the the student pharmacist now like the average one not the one that's you know in policy as deep as you are I would say or as passionate as you are about it but what can the average student pharmacist and maybe the average pharmacist do to help in that effort what can they do without having to be you know at Capitol Hill let's say well what can they do because there's You know, there's a lot of those out there that, you know, might not be as involved or whatever, but but know it's important. Um, So they want to see what they can do. What advice would you have for for those people?
7: Well, I was actually recently given some really great advice on a very similar question. Cool. And um, the advice that I was given that I thought about and I feel really rings true is it starts with us and it starts with the people that are closest to us. Mm -hmm. So uh, many of us will have family members that deal with diabetes, Mm -hmm. hypertension, things of that nature. And we can start there and we can Mm -hmm. start by... Uh, whether it's reviewing our mom and dad's medication list or our grandparents or whoever it is that we know. Mm -hmm. And that word of mouth advertising for us That's going to work wonders. So when when you reach out to your own families, and of course your family is going to be your number one cheerleader and they're going to want to brag on you. (laughs) And so when they can reach out to their friends and say, you know what, my son, my daughter just did this for me and just educated me on on why taking this medication every day is so important, even if I don't feel the effects or maybe I don't feel necessarily better. um, They explain to me why it's so important. And I think that's definitely something that anyone can do anyone can show off their knowledge of, of what they're they're learning in that specific class, that specific semester, and it really starts with you. It starts at the home, and I mm-hmm. think from there it'll branch outward.
1: Nice, nice. That is some amazing advice. Did I, Did I, I think I talked about that recently. Did, yes. Was that me? <laughs> that was me? That was what you were talking about? Yes. Oh, yeah, I did mention that. Super funny, actually. I remember, I was like, wait, that's social Yeah, Yeah, so I did mention in the talk last week that I gave at UF of how, you know, we can make an impact on using specifically social media um, because that's what our family and our friends see and, and just advocating for the profession that way. So wait, nice quote. (laughs) <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit more let's bring it back to like local here what, what do you think about the experience of MRM how, how are you liking, how are you liking the, uh, the conference
7: this is my second MRM and so last year at my first MRM it was really my first real exposure to something on such a grand scheme mm-hmm. and um, being as I mentioned before the uh, vice president of policy for my APHA chapter it really started for me at MRM mm-hmm. and when I saw all of the work that goes involved Uh, as far as talking about different policies and getting the opinions of all the different schools that attend and each school really, you know, having some background knowledge and wanting to support their proposal. To me, I saw the passion in all the different schools out there, and I saw the passion in all the student pharmacists that had questions about... And, and that we're really thinking things through okay if this proposal made it somewhere what does this really mean mm-hmm. and I was, I thought to myself wow you know the, we can really make some kind of change We, you know it, it takes steps and it, it starts here and our the proposals that are approved goes on to the next level it makes it to national and who knows where, where that can end up yeah. and so um, MRM for me is definitely where it all began mm-hmm. and I, I just love learning each year the, the things that other student pharmacists think think are important mm-hmm. for, for the changes in our field and, and where they think that our, our field should should move next. Yeah. And on that level that that's for me what makes MRM the greatest learning experience. And also, you know, just to meet new people, step outside of your comfort zone, talk to someone that you've never met, doing a podcast (laughs) with five seconds notice. So you know, stepping out of your your comfort zone and meeting new people it's 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 definitely to me um, what makes it worthwhile. You know, I, I just said uh said hi to someone that i met at annual last mm. year from university of puerto rico oh, we nice. would have never met otherwise yeah, and definitely. and i get to talk to her and get to know how her chapter is dealing with uh, the aftermath of, of the hurricane what can i do to help out yeah. and, and you just kind of grow your your network but it's more than that these people become your friends mm. and when everyone is pharmacists and we've been practicing for 20 30 however many years you know th- those are blasting bonds and yeah, and i yeah. think that's the that's a great part of doing these conferences like this is is forming those bonds and and looking forward to seeing those people the next year because you know that they're it's going to be the same people that go to mrm
1: yeah exactly. um
7: so so for me that that's what makes it fun
1: yeah well i hope that you know the people that organize this this event and and or, or it, whether it's now or in the future i hope they 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 take that and and try to figure out ways to foster those types of experiences and foster the importance of of those type of connections that are made here and and um, thank you so much for, for doing this off the cuff and killing it. <laughs> of course. Thank it. you for and, having I'm, me. And I appreciate a, it. No problem. I, mm-hmm. I really appreciate you taking the time to be on here. So that wraps up our conversations that we had with the student pharmacists at the conference. Next up, this one's for the MUSC students out there. We got Dr. Mike Corvino along with one of your very own professors, and they talk about some exciting news.
5: We're at MRM 2017. I'm with Dr. Christy Britton. And I wanted her to tell us about the uh, new class she started at MUSC this year.
0: Yeah. So, so thanks for having me. Um, so I am, um, it's not a new class. Yeah, let so me
5: rephrase, yeah. a, a <laughs> remix of the a class that's been there forever.
0: <laughs> yes, re something. Yeah. Um, so we have a class in our first year uh, that is the uh, intro to pharmacy practice. And... Um, I had the opportunity to take it over um, this year, and I really wanted to do something different, and kind of the first exposure for pharmacy students to what's out there, and uh, I didn't want it to be boring. Uh, I didn't want (laughs) them to have to fall asleep, because it was also at 8 a.m. Nobody likes an 8 a.m. class, including the professor, I'll tell (sighs) you that. Um, and so I've really tried to incorporate a lot of really cool things that the students are doing, We've brought a lot of humanities into it, having them write, having them uh, create. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of those is um, connecting with pharmacists who are doing really cool things like yourself. I'm and so <laughs> <laughs> and um, I'm hoping to really give them a new perspective on um on pharmacy and what they can do, and that there's not only one path for each of them. It's awesome. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Well, I appreciate you filling this in. It's a it's an awesome class, and it was really fun. work The group I got to work with was was awesome, and uh, I have some footage of them, so I'll try to include it in there of, of uh, us kind of uh, going over what we're going to talk about this presentation because they're going to dominate, obviously. <laughs> so
0: cool. Yeah. Thanks. Nice, appreciate it. Yeah. No problem.
1: Hey guys, thank you so much. I really, really, really appreciate you tuning in. It would mean the world to me if you could please leave me a comment or rating. I really want to know what you thought. And as always, see you over the counter.